Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you guys ready? All right, here we go. Uh, repeat after me. Abracadabra, one, two, three. Abracadabra, one, two, three. Now it's time to see what we see. Now it's time to see what we see. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. V-I-G. I don't know how many of you have heard, but there's a flesh-eating virus going around. Yeah, it's called music. And there's only one way to get a vaccine, and that is to play it. It's tricky to rock a rhyme. To rock a rhyme that's right on time, it's tricky. How is it? It's tricky, tricky, tricky. Here we go! The fact that you exist and are made in the image of God, a sentient being in the space-time continuum, makes you a super creature in the entire vortex of this dimension. So there's that. I've got your personal cheesecake right here, Ginger. Come get your f***ing cheesecake. <laughs> Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. This is a time bomb. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Don't behave like a dickhead. And now... You know what uranium is, right? It's a thing called nuclear weapons and other things, like lots of things are done with uranium, including some bad things. Our feature presentation. Best words. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Friday morning, the 8th of June. You guys remember the hockey times? Oh, they were so good. They were so good, right? Yes, they were. Tell me about your evenings last night. How excited were you? Is it October yet? Is it October yet? <laughs> um, I will really want a Washington win because of uh, Ale- Alexander Ovechkin. And he's a player who's been playing forever. He's played and- for 13 years, and I think for seven of those years, he was the point leader. So right. he was the best player in the NHL for seven of the 13 seasons, and way up there for the other ones. More than 1,100 games, and he finally got to hold the Stanley Cup above his head. And there was something about it. Maybe the ownership is different in this particular situation, but there was something about him playing for Washington, not leaving Washington to go get a cup, but, mm-hmm. but figuring out a way to stay there and get a cup. Right. Now, it's possible, you know, when you talk about Kevin Durant or people like that, it's possible that their ownership was never going to get them a cup, so that in that case they do move, but it was kind of cool to see. And yeah. when he won... Man, it was exciting. Allie, you enjoy yourself? I did very much. First of all, just Doc Emmerich. I, I could listen announcer. to him do yeah. anything all day long. I love yeah, him so very much. He's one of the best broadcasters much. in sports history. Al- although sure. I'm not a great fan of the word uh, sachet, which he, he seems to He loves to say sacheting <laughs> up the ice. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> last night he likened uh, something to pudding. I mean, he is a gentle, gentle spirit. It was wonderful. Ovechkin, he's phenomenal. I don't know if you saw the interview. I um, retweeted it on my um, Twitter as well. 
of T.J. Oshie talking about his dad. I did. This won't surprise you that I pulled that for this morning. Oh, oh, please play. You want to set it up and I'll play it? Well, his dad has been having um, a lot of problems with dementia and oh. Alzheimer's. And his concern... Diagnosed with Alzheimer's at 50, by the way, his father. Yeah. So it, he was concerned sad. that he may not even really remember something like this. But then they, they caught him on the ice and chatted with him after the game. Here's T.J. My dad, uh... Oh, boy. He doesn't, uh... He doesn't remember uh, a lot of stuff uh, these days. Um, He's trying very hard not to He remembers enough. But I tell you what, he's here tonight. I don't know where he's at. But uh, this one will stick with him forever. You can guarantee that. And then his dad oh. did come down on the ice and get a chance to stand there and hold the cup with his son. Oh. And his dad was his, his coach when he was playing hockey as a kid. And, it, you know, as a teen. So a very special moment for those two. Yeah, that I, is I, awesome. I suspect that TJ is right and his father will remember that. I hope so. Hope so, too. Yeah. Yeah. That, was a, that was beautiful. So congratulations to the uh, Washington Capitals. And by the way, uh, uh, as everyone has said, Las Vegas certainly has nothing to feel bad about. No, <laughs> what, a what a story. Crazy historic story. What a season, yeah. right? Ridiculous. Hey, I know we got a lot of show today. Do we have time for a real quick How Does the Story End? Sure. Hit it, Steve. How does the story end, my friend, friend? How does the I don't know what the odds would be of this happening, but a man named Matthew Bailey was pulled over on a New Jersey road last week in the Kingwood Township. How does the nope, story... Not yet. <laughs> is, this, is it a BS ticket, by the way, if you get pulled over for tinted windows? Or yes. How do we feel about tinted windows? Yes. I feel like it is. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like it, it is uh, inconsistently enforced. Mm-hmm. I think there are Very lots, much of people, so. lots of people all over the w- country, all over the world that have tinted windows. Most of them don't ever get tickets, but every once in a while somebody does. And I always wonder if it's they're just looking for a reason to pull you over. I mean, it's also, it's a fix-it ticket, right? So you can right. take it off the window and then you're fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right. from that standpoint, it's not like points go on your record or anything, but it does seem lame. Exactly. All right, so Matthew Bailey is the driver. He gets pulled over by a New Jersey state trooper named Michael Patterson. How does this not yet. Okay. Hang on, stand by. <laughs> the two men began talking, and Mr. Bailey, the driver, mentioned that he was a retired police officer from Piscataway, which is probably not how you pronounce that. Piscataway? Boom, Anyone he's know? out. Right? Well, I'm sure he brought it up because he was looking for a little, you sure. know, a little, little blue courtesy <laughs> uh, about, you know, trying to get out of a ticket or something. I don't know why the two are chatting. I don't know why it turns into a social visit. And it's not just a, hey, I'm going to go back to my car and write you this fix-it ticket for your windows. But they, ch- they chat long enough to realize that they've met before. They've met before. One time, 27 years ago. They met one time 27 years ago, and both of them remembered it, knew about it. Wow. Were amazed to be reunited 27 years later on the side of the road while one was giving the other a ticket. What is the event that they remembered? What is the commonality of these two men that met randomly on the street last week? How does the story end? 27 years ago. We don't have either of their ages? Um, I don't know. I don't I, know. I well, what guess. are you thinking? I have a guess. Oh, go ahead. I was thinking that the cop 
pulled over that guy's mom for speeding, but she was going to the hospital to deliver him out of her hoo-ha. He <laughs> met him that work. day because he delivered him, right? <laughs> Kevin, your guess. Oh no! Okay. No, 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 right. no, no, you no. wanted to guess? No, that's not. That's not what it is. Okay, it could have right. been, but it's not. Okay. All right. Um, Chip, you got a guess? Oh God, that was my my guess. But I'll <laughs> say uh, maybe like they were were they like uh, academy graduation together? Oh, or... good. That's a good idea. Okay. Well, Allie, congratulations. First of all, shut up. Come on now. The police, the state trooper, was delivered by the driver. You stop years it. Ago. You're backwards. not even lying. Did you see that? No, but it's. I had it backwards then. No, but you got any part of it. Yes. Well, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, and I was October totally kidding. 5th, October fifth, nineteen ninety one. The state trooper's mother, Karen, went into labor while shopping at a grocery store. They called the police, and Mr. Bailey was the officer that responded and delivered. The boys and was also Stop. the father. <gasps> no, what? and that's, that's why she called case. him. Right, not the case. Smart, right? Smart. And in, case and in case you're wondering, no ticket was issued on this traffic stop, and instead, Patterson brought Bailey home for another reunion with the rest of the family. Yeah, here we not go. Not like that. Now. Here we go. Finally, this is needed. Like I said, uh, what are the what are the odds? That's crazy. These people never didn't know each other, had never spoken since that day. How much conversation did they have to have with each That's other? That's what I'm saying. To, to, for that to come up. Yes. Well, the, the, Bailey weird. said, hey, I used to be a cop. And the, the, the cop said, well, I'm from that same town. And then they started, one of them started mentioning the street he grew up on. And then the guy said, I remember it well. I delivered a baby down the street from there. He just went on and on. But imagine, how crazy is that, right? That's bizarre. Yeah. So that's how the story ends. How does the story Oops. end? Wrong one. Hold, please. That's how the story ends. Can't believe Allie was almost... Completely right. Yes. For the and wild totally guess. kidding. Because really, how would that ever what are happen? The chances, right? <laughs> All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Beach show, shall we? Our job is weird, but it's also boring. Uh, we have Keep It 100 because it's Friday. Mm-hmm. We have Roy Wood Jr., comedian, stopping by the studio. He is from The Daily Show. He's awesome. Very excited about that. We got a brand new scientific survey we need your help with. Uh, we, you were honest, and it sort of hurt you. <laughs> it really sort of hurt a bit. Yeah. Yes, we're going to talk about that today. Uh, We've got a Jersey Shore recap with Omar, a brand new internet roundup, and more this morning on the Kevin and Bean Show. We'll take a break and come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. It's Friday, you guys. It's Friday. It's Friday. Day. Everybody. Hey, Ali, what's happening? Uh, Really, really awful news out of France that just broke about an hour ago on CNN. Anthony Bourdain, who we all know, gifted storyteller, amazing host of Parts Unknown, has taken his own life at the age of 61. He was in France working on an upcoming episode of his award-winning CNN series, Parts Unknown, and his close friend, um, who's a chef in France, found him unresponsive in his hotel room. Awful. Yeah. Awful, awful, awful. So Kate Spade a few days ago, 55. Anthony mm-hmm. Bourdain, 61. 61. Two wonderful people, by all accounts, mm-hmm. whose lives are cut short by suicide. It's just, it's awful. Yeah. They um, they were going kind of through a, the whole timeline of his on CNN from 
when it started, when he wrote an article for The New Yorker called uh, Kitchen Confidential that then got turned into a book. That's when I first found out about him because I was like, oh, he is talking about awful things happening in kitchens and I never want to eat out again. <laughs> but he kind of had this uh, this quality about him, like a renaissance man kind of quality. He did a show on Food Network that... I don't think a lot of people watch, but then he went over to CNN and did uh, Parts Unknown, and he'd travel all over the globe and taste some of the craziest, most beautiful to really why you putting that in your mouth <laughs> kind of things, but he would get to know people and just find out about cultures. And well, that just, was the draw of his show, is it yeah. wasn't just a food show. It was right. a travel show, and it was a show about people all Absolutely. over the world. And he's, he's an amazing thing, and I didn't watch it often, but when I did, he was comfortable in every situation. Everywhere he went, it seemed that he just charmed the pants off of everybody, for sure. So well, that's, he, a, uh, that's a real loss. That's yeah, nice. it's a awful thing to wake up to, and you could tell it was really hard for... Um, his colleagues at CNN that had gotten to know him to be the ones to be bringing this news to all of us. But um, season 11 of Parts Unknown premiered on CNN last month. And I had um, looked at his Twitter feed and he had just shot um, an episode, I think a couple days before. I should really uh, look that up. Um, I think in Hong Kong with his girlfriend, Asia Argento. She was directing it. So he had this amazing situation. He said it was just a dream to be able to work with her in that capacity. So it's just all very sad. So again, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Thank you, Rodney. If you are having any sort of issue, there are people to talk to 24 7. If you want to give a call to the suicide uh, hotline, and of course, now my computer isn't working to give you that number. Anybody have it at their disposal? Good freaking Lord. <laughs> Hold, please. Anybody. 1-800 number. No one? Cool. I should know I, it, but I don't. Okay, here we go. It's 1-800-273-8255. Mm -hmm. There it is. All right. Good time for the computer to lock up. <laughs> All right. On to some better news. Donald Glover. Right. Atlanta. Yes. Here's a shock. Renewed for a third season. Love it. I don't know. Maybe it was the two Emmys, two Golden Globes, and the best season ever this past one, season two. Yeah. I think they're announcing um, Emmys very soon, and I will be shocked. Shocked, I say. Agreed. If that is not also up for more Emmys just for a show, for writing, but also Brian Tyree Henry. Paperboy acting his butt off this last season. Really good stuff. I and probably watched the, the one with the alligator man. I probably watched oh yeah. that five times. The first one. <laughs> Unbelievable. So and I, I think I'll be shocked too if he doesn't get a um, a guest starring Agreed. Emmy. That was uh, Eddie Gresham? No. Uh, Cat, Cat Williams. Williams. Cat Williams. Cat Williams, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was unbelievable. Yeah, Atlanta. so good. We're not watching Atlanta. Go back and watch this past season. Unbelievable. And I don't know if you guys ever watched Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. I love it. I love that show. I love it, too. Um, I was an OGer back in the day when it was just on Crackle. Okay. Now it's on Netflix. I'm a, I'm a Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee hipster, uh -huh. is what I'm saying. Um, but it is going to be back for another season beginning Friday, July 6th. This season's guests include the late Jerry Lewis. What? What? That's going to be incredible. Yeah, just picking him up in a car, going to get coffee, chit-chatting about life. 
Also, Kate McKinnon, Ellen DeGeneres, Tracy Morgan, Alec Baldwin. Again, apparently he has more to say. Zach Galifianakis, John Mulaney, and Dave Chappelle. All right. Pretty good season you got there, Jerry Seinfeld. Nothing, nothing will be better than Mel Brooks. Just sitting there watching Jeopardy eating soup. Again, my dream. It's all Sounds I want. like Mad Libs. But. All I want in life is to hang out with him and eat soup. My birthday's next Tuesday. If anyone knows Mel Brooks, can reach out. Jeopardy soup. Birthdays for you. Rapper Kanye West, TV show host Maria Menounos, and actress Juliana Margulies. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. You see that uh, Foo Fighters concert the other day where Dave Grohl kind of pranked the band and the audience by playing the opening drums of Smells Like Teen Spirit? I did not. You he's know, he, full uh, of pranks, isn't he? He's yeah, never, he is. he, you know, he's never played a Nirvana song, and he says he can't even still listen to Nirvana. He wow. says he can't avoid it because it's in, it's out there in the world, and he'll come across it on the radio or in a store or something like that. But he can't still, to this date, all these years later, still cannot listen to that band. He should. It's pretty. They're pretty good. They are pretty good. I don't think he had the same experience that the rest of the band did. That's a good point. Hey, that's the voice of our producer, Dave, Uh the King of Mexico. He's here for a brand new Kevin Bean Internet Roundup. Yo, K-Rock listeners around the world. It is time for the Internet Roundup. So tell all the boys and girls. We've got funny and sexy, even music, too. We've got all the greatest videos, and they're mostly on YouTube. Has anyone tried to click their mouse in the air like you don't care? Is that <laughs> not recently? How effective it would be. Do anything? We uh, we try to take the best and funniest and uh, most interesting viral videos of the week and put them in one handy location at krock.com or kevinbean.com, including, by the way, the new uh, movie trailers. And this was a big week for movie trailers because <sighs> Bumblebee is out. I know, Dave, you're excited yes! about that. Latest Transformers. Also, Lego Movie 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. You can see all those. Uh, Cardi B is the most annoying person in the world. We've got that video up. <laughs> um, how about that catch at Petco Park the other day? That young woman in the outfield who caught a home run ball I mean, in her nope. beer. It was a foul ball. Oh, was it a foul ball? Yeah, yeah. That was a home Did run. she Behind catch it or did it catch her? I mean, it, I felt it, like she it, was just standing there, and the next thing there was a baseball in her beer. I think there was a uh, bump. Like, it, it hit something, then oh, it came up in? into... It wasn't just directly into her beer. Yeah, okay. It, it but was it was pretty, still awesome. Yeah. It was awesome, and then she's... You know, the crowd's going crazy because of that, and then she drank it, and she just chugged she the drank the baseball. baseball in it. Wow. So, so she'll get dysentery or something from that, I imagine, right? It also helps that she's super hot, too. Yeah, I wondered right. how long they were going to leave the I camera mean, on her. Yeah, <laughs> she's almost as hot as the woman who put her boobs up on the glass uh, after the Caps right? won the Stanley Cup last night. Wait, what, um, yes. <clears throat> Mister uh, Mister Wacky? You guys, I know that we've been talking about it a lot this week, but the video is oh, in the Internet Roundup. And it's so good. Pop, it's probably the best <clears throat> news video of the year. I would imagine. Oh, uh, in a long time, maybe Ten a decade. Years. Yeah. <laughs> this is a reporter named Dave Scott who's covering something called the Inflatables Festival, a big family event on Good Morning San Diego. Here's just a taste of it, but please promise me you'll go to the Internet Roundup and watch the whole thing. You know, usually when you're talking about the world of inflation, you guys, you probably notice, is that a good thing or or not a good thing? Inflation. No one's paying attention. I'm sorry, the question again, Dave? <laughs> is, is inflation 
in our world a good thing or not a good thing? It depends upon what the topic Generally. is. What are we talking about? Generally, inflation. If you yeah. have an inflatable boat, yeah, that's you, a good if you thing. heard the way you right. But uh, generally, when you hear the word inflation, oh, killed him. Not economic. Something good come to mind? For yeah. me, yeah. Yeah. Say no, you <laughs> asshole. What's going on? Uh, he was not going to give him. up on that transition between uh, uh. inflation and inflatables, was he? There was a uh, big novelty record back in the 1960s called The Name Game. And uh, it's still very popular at kids' parties and whatnot. It was on American Horror Story a couple of years ago. If you know the song, it, uh, if you don't know the song, it goes like this. The name game. So it's just, it's a way to kind of take somebody's name and incorporate it into the lyrics of the song in a clever way. Right. Well, somebody decided that he was going to do it with an impossible sounding word with his Google Assistant. And it's really unbelievable how good the AI is on Google Assistant. Check it out. Hey, Google, play the name game with anti-disestablishmentarianism, pneumono ultra microscopic silico volcano coniosis. Coming right up. <laughs> Anti-disestablishmentarianism, numino-ultramicroscopic silico-volcano-coniosis. Anti-disestablishmentarianism, numino-ultramicroscopic silico-volcano-coniosis. Bob, anti-disestablishmentarianism, numino-ultramicroscopic silico-volcano-coniosis. Banana, fana, fof, anti-disestablishmentarianism, numino-ultramicroscopic silico-volcano-coniosis. Fee-fi-mo, anti-disestablishmentarianism, numino-ultramicroscopic silico-volcano-coniosis. Nailed it. I mean, come on! Right? I don't think that's a name. One of the uh, strangest videos we'll ever see is this guy who's singing Africa with a rubber chicken. I don't, I don't understand it. And why does he have a real chicken there and as why well? Why is there a real chicken? And, and, and is he trying to create a duet? Is he trying to freak out the real chicken? I, again, it's almost impossible to explain. But if you ever wanted to hear a rubber chicken singing Africa, it sounds like this. <laughs> Why does it? Why? Huh? I don't know, but I looked on the side, and he has a bunch of songs, a bunch of videos with that stupid little chicken. All I know is he plays the chicken better than I play the kazoo. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> and finally, every month, I don't know how they find this stuff, but every month there is a best news bloopers of the month video out, and this is the it's one great. for May, and it is great. And they're 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 usually about ten minutes long. And my favorite part of this month's video is local. It's Channel 7 covering a car chase last week or a couple weeks ago. And they lost track of the car that they were following. <laughs> and I guess like in the Italian job, remember all those cars go under the overpass and then you don't know where which one is which when they come out on the other side. And that's what happened is they lost and they followed this and they were so confused as to how this guy who they thought was in a police chase just casually pulls into a convenience store and gets out and starts walking in and you could hear them realize they're following the wrong car in this clip. Is he running out of gas? Oh, he's stopping at like that mini mart kind of thing at that gas station. Ooh, he's getting out of the car, Interesting, Alan. okay. Well, at least we saw the car door open. Looks like he's wearing a different shirt. I feel like he was wearing a blue shirt before. Oh. <laughs> he's apparently inside that mini mart. I hope to good goodness that uh, <laughs> hope to God that he's not armed and yeah, I don't know if the passenger uh, got out of the vehicle. Mm -hmm. Now, Bruce, what would they do here if he's pulled? He's he's pulled into this. 
Oh, dear. We might have the wrong car. <laughs> that's, you know, that's just one of the deals of this sort of pursuit. It, it is a black sedan. There's a million of them out there. And I think, you may is this our guy again? I think this is our man. We apologize I, for that. That's why he was wearing a different shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. See, because he's a wow. different, different guy just stopping to get a big gulp. That's all that was happening. There. <laughs> Great batch of videos. Check them out right now at krock.com or kevinabean.com. It's this week's Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup. Those videos were awesome. Now, baby, go watch the Internet Roundup. Yeah. It's Kevin and Bean. Did they not want to be in the arena last night? Why were they on the strip? Um, Paddock Disco played before Game 5 of the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. Final, and I mm-hmm. believe they were just trying to do it in a unique location as they were yeah. right in front of Bellagio where the fountains are, but they were in like on a little plank in the water. Okay. So I think it was just an attempt to try and make it interesting. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, visually, it was interesting. It was interesting sure. visually. Un- visually. <laughs> Unfortunately, Brendan... C- I don't think he could hear well. I am hoping that's it. Because we've seen Panic at the Disco so many times, mm-hmm. and he's so spot on with his yeah. vocals. Right. So it was really weird. Like, it was they didn't sound check well enough, or something went a little bit wrong. And since they were out literally in the middle of water, if something was going wrong a minute before, what, yeah, is some no, guy no coming out fix. on a little yeah. boat? Like, hey, let me fix your ears. <laughs> Bad situation. It's, it's tough enough to get good sound on live TV. Agreed. Right. And then you throw in the elements of being outdoors and being but with all that water around you. Mm-hmm. The fountains yeah. behind him, I thought they've got to be getting misted from that the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And not it's quiet. A, it's a weird choice. <laughs> you know? Very it's weird. A, it's a weird choice. I mean, I, I blame them, I guess, for the Golden Knights losing. Well, I'd blame uh, uh, Imagine Dragons because they... Uh, I would blame the Washington Capitals. For well, that's a golden that's, really let's mostly losing. blame Imagine Dragons, though. They didn't win a game after they performed. So let's give them credit, you mean. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just we, um, I'm just saying. We did a story a couple of months ago about a lady in New Hampshire. It was a fascinating story. She had bought a lottery ticket and won $560 million. Signed the back of the ticket and then went to collect her money. And they said, great, uh, what time do you want to do the press conference? And she said, oh, no, no, I, I don't want to do a press conference. I want to remain anonymous. And they're like, ooh, sorry, rules are you win a lottery, you have to go, you have to give a press conference because we need the transparency. We need people to know that somebody's actually winning. And obviously, it also helps promote our lottery, so you got to do it. So she sued. She did not pick up her money. Months went by. She did not pick up her $560 million. And she sued and ended up winning, by the way. I don't know if really? you remember that part. Yeah. She was able to transfer the ticket into a trust, and her attorneys picked up the money, and she remained anonymous as just Jane Doe. Hmm. Well, that was then. This is now. And I think I think we're all worse for seeing what went down in Jamaica. This is a horrifying photo. What's happening here? so much. This, uh, this woman that won, I think, about a million dollars. Oh, $180 million. It was $180 million in her Jamaican currency. Money. Yes. Jamaican money, which okay. I believe is about a million dollars. Why you gotta make it about America? <laughs> I, mean, I just think it was. <laughs> well, I think we're trying to give people the, uh, right. an understanding of how much they want in a currency they know. Right. Um, her name is N. Gray, is the only thing that we know. And she showed up in a mask, an emoji mask mm-hmm. of the winky face. And she looks creepy. It's weird. She, oh, I guess she's she, going to knife someone. But she just doesn't <laughs> want anyone to know who she is because... But people who... I mean, they know, her last, right. they know her last name. Right. And people who... I mean, they're gonna people are going to know she's won a million dollars, aren't they? 
people I, I would in her life? So. Yes. And I would assume anyone that knew in her life would tell everyone else they know. So right. I don't think it's really possible for her to stay out Anonymous. of the limelight. And maybe yeah. even more so now that this is news everywhere. It had to be it huge made it news there. Yeah. It made it so much worse for her. She's like, this was a mistake. Is yeah, the wiki <laughs> face the worst one she could have picked? It's so creepy. It's, it's terrifying. It really it's is. so creepy. But don't you think that a million times, no pun intended, a million times more people in Jamaica are going to know about her and winning this lottery because of her stunt at the uh, picking up the check than if she had just gone up there with a regular face and people just wouldn't even have known her? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, yeah, around the world, I assume mm-hmm. so, yeah. But I, I don't know who she's trying to hide from, her family. Well, I think she's afraid of being robbed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, being robbed. That makes That's sense. what happens mm-hmm. to lottery winners. I won't say all the time, but it happens frequently enough. That was why the lady in New Hampshire wanted to remain anonymous. What, do they pay her in ones? <laughs> don't they just make a bank transfer or something? Yeah, yes, but, but when, they know where she lives. They could rob her house. Oh, There's I a see. lot of stuff that could Yeah, once go you wrong. get into the news and they go, oh, she's going to quit her job at the bakery or something, well, then they know. You know, they know your neighborhood. They know everything. But that's what her fear was. And the weird thing, I don't know if you saw this in the article with this, art, with this is that um, she's not the first winner to do this in Jamaica. This has become like a thing there. Since the Super Lotto started, winners have been wearing disguises to protect themselves, says a representative of the company. So she's not even the first one to do it. She's just the first one to, you know, come out with such a creepy mask, I guess. That's a creepy looking thing. Yeah. It is. So, yeah. Bean, you win the lottery. We've always heard that you're just going to ghost us. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Yes. We're, we're never going to hear from you again. Not, not even, hey, I won the lottery. Good luck. Right. I'm not going to come on and share the news with you guys. I just won't be there one morning right. at 530. And um, you'll never. Now, listen to me. Right. Uh-huh. Never. Right. Hear from me again. Okay. Oh, so right. since that woman won the lawsuit, you won't do the press conference either? Uh, yeah, that would be my choice. Yeah. Depending on what state I win the lottery. And if I can if I can do that, I sure will. Yeah. You guys are just going to have to assume. I mean, you'll read that it was, you know, the ticket was bought at a Circle K in New Orleans. And you go, well, I I guess that must have been Bean because we never heard from him again. Right. Well, when you um, did take time off for um, your uh, self-preservation a couple months ago. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of people commented on that. Mm-hmm. Dude, just, just tell us he just won tell the us lottery. He won the lottery. <laughs> just tell us. That, <laughs> oh, that would have been so much more fun than what it was. <laughs> now, how about uh, you, Kevin? You win the big, big bucks. Then what? Um, I don't. I mean, I've never really considered it. Mm-hmm. Really, even though you buy tickets when it's when it's a five hundred million dollar jackpot. Um, yeah. That's so interesting. I don't you actually seriously. put your money down to buy the yeah. ticket. Yet, don't imagine what it would be like to win. Well, you know that. Your chances um, against winning are so astronomical. That, mm-hmm. Right, that, but you wouldn't buy a ticket unless you thought you had right. a chance. So I had a chance, and if I win, then I'd figure out what I'd do. I don't, I don't feel like I need to spend a lot of time working on something with that small of odds. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have a getaway plan like Why? you do. Being... Why do you hate dreams? <laughs> I don't mind dreams. I just, I'm realistic. Okay. Well, I'm I, got a ma- I got a mask mm-hmm. and a beard and a passport and a thousand dollars in I'm cash. To, yeah, I'm ready to White go. Bronco. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and Kevin, you have you have always said consistently since I've known you yeah. that you keep your job too, right? For the time being. Come on. But I have the worst attitude ever because sure. what are they going to do? Fire me? You show up and like fired. You show up at like eight thirty right. in a bathing suit, drunk. Why in a bathing suit? <laughs> because because he can. Because he can do whatever he wants. He can, he can come in a that now. come in a rope. <laughs> 
<laughs> in a bikini. That's He's what I would choose. a bad example. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I just wanted to mention uh, Jim Rome, our friend, is up Mm -hmm. for the Radio Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. It will take you just a second to vote if you would. Just text the number 800 to 96000, 96000. Just text okay. the number 800. That's it. You vote. No one deserves it more than Jim Rome does. Agreed. That's for sure. Hey, it's a Friday morning on the Kevin and Bean Show. Ladies and gentlemen, DJ Omar Khan. Hey. Hello. Hey, guys. Great. Last night was Jersey. Right. That's right. And uh, let me ask you guys. You guys you guys are into TV, and you guys uh, know a lot about the Emmys. How, many, how sure. many Emmys has the Jersey Shore one, do you think? Mm. Oh, wait, I'm guessing? You mean total? Yeah, total. I'm going to say none. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, this year... My friends. Oh, is this the year? They're going to win all. <laughs> oh, okay. Because okay. last night there was drama. There was sad cry. There was laughter. <laughs> the arts. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't watch past 15 minutes last night because what? it was so good. What? I just had to be, you know what? At this point, guys, I am out because I didn't want to, like, destroy what I've just seen. It, it was like it was a just, chocolate it was just, that was too rich. It okay. couldn't, couldn't take another bite. When you see a movie that changes your life... Oh. Right. Last yes. night... Are we still talking about life Jersey Shore? Changed. Yes. Oh, we are. It's amazing. So, Atlanta... Sorry, Atlanta. Come on. You are not oh, going to win you. any Emmys because Jersey Shore is just going to win all. You're okay? Insane. You better be able to back this up. Last episode, we left off with Angelina getting the boot. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to let her party one last night, and then she's going to leave. So what do they decide to do? They go to the club, Mm -hmm. and this happens. Nicole was getting drunk. I was getting drunk. Dina was getting drunk. We were all getting drunk. All right. So that's what they do. Okay. Okay. That's how it works. And on the cab ride home, this happens. Who farted? I swear I didn't fart. I didn't either. Did you fart? It was me. You farted? I have to take a I'm so sorry, guys. No. You shot it. I'm so sorry. No, I really don't think you I think you're being dramatic. Can I check my underwear? All right, I my pants. Oh. No. This really Okay. No. All right. No. Omar. No, All right. sir. Why are you bringing no. this to us? Okay. Listen, guys. So you're saying that was the perfect thing that you didn't want to ruin? Listen, have you seen Citizen Kane? <laughs> you know how a lot of people compare Citizen Kane or they say it's the best movie? This uh-huh. is the best TV show. So, yeah. So, so, so. Okay. So, let's continue with what else happens in the cab. Angelina is a literal <laughs> show right now. I'm sorry, Angelina, but it just stinks back there. I can't. <laughs> it smells like a poop back there. Omar is so happy. The joy on his face is insane right now. I've never seen you more happy. I'm not kidding. These girls are just like, they're they're just off their rocker. They're so wasted. I feel so bad for the cab driver. And Wow and the cab driver are almost going to throw up. So the cab driver has to pull over. Oh, no. Because they have to air out the car. Oh, no. And Angelina gets out of the car. Oh, no. And this happens. Oh, no. Let me change my 
panties, please. Nope. Angelina <laughs> herself, she is freaking nuts. I'm a meatball. But this is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm going to put them in a bag so I can bring them home with me. Oh. <laughs> what? What? Call it a loss, Angelina. Right? Right? Just toss oh them. Look, I, just being speaking, and I know I'm not a I'm not a drinker, so I can't understand this. But I would never be so drunk that this would seem funny to me. Would oh I? yeah, totally. It really? was. Yeah, there's a point. This is the type yeah. of thing that's funny to you when, when you're, you're when you're drunk enough. Everything is that funny. And let's be honest. Sharding's funny when yeah. you're not drunk. Yeah, totally. Let's Absolutely. be honest with ourselves. I mean, so, so at so at this point in the episode, is this is how they kick her um, off the show. No, no, <laughs> we so, can't take so, you. You're so gone. Angelina uh, is kind of like saying, "Oh no, that was just, that was just a kind of a joke or whatever." Sure. But everybody's kind of speculating, like, you know, what really? So, Snooky asks Angelina this: "Angelina, did you poop your pants? No, it was like period." All right. Period. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> period. It's girl. <laughs> Angelina was like, no, 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 no. It's fine. It's just a period. <laughs> What's a period? Like, I don't understand what this means. <laughs> what Why? is happening? I don't. I'm, I'm out. Why are you doing oh, this I was to having us? fun. Listen, listen. We were all having Thinking fun. Thinking it was sharp. No. Right. No. Listen, we were all enjoying ourselves for a second. I don't know Good what that God. is, but Come she was, she was claiming it, there was something going Good on down morning. there at the time oh, of the month. Fabulous. Outstanding, right. wonderful, yes, terrific, excellent. Okay. Good morning. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. All right. Good morning. Okay. Omar. Yes. You guys. Seriously. You guys. What are you doing? Okay. Who's hungry? It shouldn't be on TV. It really shouldn't be on radio. So now Angelina really wants to prove that the number two didn't happen. So she's going to go through. T- t- she's going to do this. You want to show Nicole them, please? Sure. What? Where? Where? What the? F- world am I living in right now? <laughs> Is there in my pants? I've never in my life seen a woman take out her underwear and show people if there are skid marks are there just out in the open. Like, no. what the f- is going on? Just goodness is going on, Vinny. No, when Omar. the guys in Jersey Shore no. are turned off by it. Listen, this is magic, guys. I How, how are you guys Define not seeing the magic? magic. So, this is Angelina's last night, and this happened, and she's feeling really bummed and upset because they're thinking that she's all dirty and all uh, like that. So here's Snooky comforting Angelina. You're, like, arguing over a fart. Nicole definitely felt bad for me, so she's trying to make me feel better. Not many girls can be open about them farting, burping, this and that. Like, hey. I can't believe I cried over a fart. I know. How embarrassing. That's an emotional uh, Omar. Yeah, so guys, I'm going to need you guys to call my wife because I'm going to be gone for a week because I'm going to go chase down the woman of my dreams. <laughs> See you guys in a week. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Allie, is it okay with you if Ruben sits down? It's fine, Ruben. Thank okay. you for joining us. <laughs> Check it. I want to make sure. Um, Kevin's referring to our friend Ruben, who's in studio. Ruben, by the way, is a nice young man. If you call the Kevin and Bean Show and you and Beer Mug doesn't pick up, Ruben is the one who picks up. And he does a bunch of other stuff for us. He's a very nice man. And the reason he's in studio right now is because we were talking yesterday off the air about people who do the right thing, even when it has negative repercussions for themselves. All right. So you're too honest for your own good. You could have gotten away with it <laughs> if it weren't for you giving yourself up. Got a couple stories in the news about that, but let's start with you, Ruben. What uh, what'd you do? 
Uh, good morning, party people. Yeah, I, I uh, experienced that a while back. Um, it's a gas station that's very close to my house that mm-hmm. I used to f- go to all the time. So I'm sure the gas station attendant probably saw me more than once and could recognize me. Oh, I see how the story changes immediately mm-hmm. upon second telling. <laughs> so um, I went in to purchase gas and I had a $50 bill with me. And Money bags. What's right? happening over here? What are we paying Ruben? Oh, this is smallest before, I got. 50. This is before I worked here when I actually made money. Oh, <laughs> oh took a turn. So, uh, yeah, I had a $50 bill and I went and put, you know, 20 bucks on whatever pump it was. Mm-hmm. And um, the attendant gave me change as if I had given him a $100 bill. So oh. now you have 80 bucks. Yeah. Luck out. So I, I was pretty happy about that. Sweet. And I was like, yeah, my day's going pretty good. So I went out to pump gas and. Um, I look across the street and there's a church, mm. and then my Catholic guilt kicks in. Okay, yeah, wait. Did. All right, hold on. So let me just ask you a question. So he gives you eighty dollars in change after you give him fifty bucks. Yes. Did you think about admitting it before you looked over and saw the church? Yes, because as he was giving me the money, I thought to myself, "Score." <laughs> right, but that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> then did you think I need to tell him the truth? Yes, you did immediately. I, I, think he, I think Ruben needed the minute. That it took him to walk back and start pumping his gas to really get the gears going in his head. And, and see the church. And realize this guy, I buy gas here all the time and this guy's going to know it's me. And I'll probably get found out if I don't turn it so back So it's in. more selfish than selfless, right? I was just thinking about doing the right thing the whole time. Even though I sure. knew I had extra money in my, in my pocket, I was like, I, you know, this isn't right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, it's not your money. Exactly. But well, I heard a small business. Right. So uh, I saw the church and immediately thought, I, I got to do the right thing now. Mm. So I walked. If the church wasn't there. I, I, I don't know. It, okay. it could have been different. It could have worked out differently. <laughs> so you walked back in? Walked back in and I, um, he was distracted. So I knocked on the window and I said, hey, uh, I think you gave me more change than, than you should have. Mm-hmm. And he looked over at you know, the money I had given him and he realized it was a 50. And he said, oh, okay. And he's like, and so I just slid the money to him and he's like, thank you. Then he gave me the appropriate change. And, and then, then he said, my son... I want four Hail, Mar- Hail Marys and five <laughs> Our Fathers. Some, I mean, really. That what, was, if, what if that was Jesus? You know, right? So, Christ. Ruben, when you're driving away from that encounter, did you feel good about what you had done? Or were you, like, hitting yourself going, I'm stupid, stupid, stupid? <laughs> uh, I, I felt like I, did, I had done the right thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I also uh, felt hungry because I knew I could have gone down to the In-N-Out and <laughs> grabbed a burger. <laughs> Is it better to do the right thing and be poor or do the wrong thing and get in and out? I mean, I guess that's the question of the team. I mean, in right? and out does ruin that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. Ruben, I think you did the right thing. I'm proud of you. Thank you, B. There's another All story right. out of... Uh, Go Del- answer the phones, Ruben. Del Rapids, uh, South Dakota. You can call us, by the way, if you were honest and it sort of came back and hurt you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, were, you, you were honest and there were repercussions for you. You, you, benefited, you benefited from not being honest, but you decided to be honest anyway. 1-800-520-1067. There's a girl named Kate Winja who was playing golf. So, I mean, you know, nothing real important. But um, she was in a tournament, and her high school was in a tournament. And she went back over her scorecard at the end, and she realized that she had given herself a 4 on hole 18 instead of a 5, which mm-hmm. was actually what she earned. Okay. She had won the tournament at this point, and her team had won the tournament at this point. Oh. So she goes back to them, and she says... I need to change this from a four to a five. She was three or four strokes under, so she still would have won Mm score-wise had she not done that. But as soon as she says that she made a mistake on her score, they disqualify her. From the whole thing? Yes. 
So now she doesn't come in any place in that tournament, and her team doesn't win. Oh, Kate. Right? Now, this is, that's, a really, that's a really interesting example, Kevin, because, as you said, she would have won anyway, even with the mistake not noticed. And she's not the only one who suffers the repercussion of her speaking up about this. Her team was disqualified as a result of the mistake on her scorecard, And right? here's what else I would say. If there was one stroke between you and second place, mm-hmm. okay, I can see that maybe there's an issue with that. But she was plenty, she had other, she was three or four strokes ahead. So the, the mistake on the scorecard didn't really affect who won or, or how. It, yeah. it affected her heart, her soul. And she her would have team, felt most shame. of all. She and her coach reported the violation to the tournament directors who had no choice but disqualify her. That means her team finished second and not first, it says here. The situation is awful, but I have so much respect for Kate to come and do that, says the tournament director. I cannot say enough for that young lady and how much integrity that took and how proud I am for a kid like that to be living in South Dakota. That, uh, I mean, again, she did the right thing. Yeah. What about the dude in Kansas that gave back the lottery ticket? This is a crazy story. A guy comes into a convenience store in Salina, Kansas, with three lottery tickets to check to see whether they were winners. Well, for whatever reason, they checked two tickets, and he forgot or dropped the third ticket on the counter and left the store. So the clerk picks up the third ticket, runs it, and it's a million-dollar winner. Wow. The guy's already gone, but the people at the convenience store roughly know where this guy lives. So they drive around his neighborhood to try to see his car so that they can tell him, hey, we have a million-dollar lottery ticket that you accidentally left behind. This guy had no idea, by the way, I assume, that he had this ticket, right? Yeah, I assume he thought that he the guy checked them all and he right. didn't win. That's and, it. Right. Wow. Certainly, certainly not a winning ticket, right? They couldn't find his house, but they I didn't. mean, at that point, right there you go, all right, look, we gave it a shot. <laughs> we drove <laughs> we around did, we did the right thing. We right, couldn't find him. Right. Oh, well... So uh, they couldn't find him. They go back, and at some point, the guy comes back in, and they're like, "Have we got news for you? You have a million dollars, ten thousand dollars. That's what would have done, right? That would have been a nice compromise. Everybody wins. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. so. They gave him the million dollar ticket. He said the uh, the man who runs the convenience store, Cal Patel, says um, he uh, he never thought about keeping the money. He couldn't live with the guilt from keeping the money. It felt mm-hmm. good to give it to the guy, and the praise we got back from everyone for doing this was really nice. They said it restored their faith in humanity. So that's what we're talking about right now on the Kevin and Bean Show. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six. If you were honest to a fault, should we take one real quick before the break? Uh, I don't see one that's on hold, but we can. I've got Matt line two on hold. Okay. And he's in Huntington Beach. Hey, Matt, welcome to the Kevin Beach Show. Thank you for listening. So you did an honest thing, even though it cost you. What was it? I was uh, remodeling somebody's house a couple years ago. Uh, they had just purchased the house, and we were almost done with the house. They ended up being a very nice couple, and I was crawling around in the attic, and I, I moved some insulation, and there's this really thick white envelope and I was like oh don't don't be full of money I opened, <laughs> I, I, I opened it up and it absolutely was full of money it was that $2,700 in it wow I, yeah I stared at it for about 20 minutes and you know those two little angels sure. on your shoulders which one yeah, was winning fast, which one was winning for most of those 20 minutes it out, <laughs> so you know I had this moment of clarity I was like ah all right. Hey, so I, I did you? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Did you think, yeah. hey, this might belong to the people that owned the house before? So, giving it to the new couple, not necessarily um, returning it. Well, I, I, I guarantee that's that's 
well, it had a, a date like 1995 on it, so it'd been there for a long time. But the people that we were building the house for, they were really, really cool people. They'd bring, you know, tequila and we'd do shots and stuff at the end of the week with them. They were right. they were really cool. All so right. I, I took the money down and I said, hey. Um, Congratulations. I, I just found $700. <laughs> you know, well, I, I wish I thought that, but I, I don't know. 2700 But the so the, the lady, she... She like her jaw hit the floor, and she's like, "Oh my gosh!" And she pulled out three hundred bucks and gave it to me. Wow! And then, uh, and then, like the next week, she bought me this like four hundred dollar bottle of uh, of really nice tequila. Oh man, that's what you're saying. What? Saying. That's not where Kevin. this is going. Yeah. Okay, just all right. Tequila. You know, it's really not. She was uh, the senior citizen, but you know. That's all right, Matt. Like, let me ask you one. Ladies qu- need love too, Matt. <laughs> Let me ask you one question before we have to go, and that is, had the people whose home you were working on been dicks, had you really not liked them, do you think you would have kept the money? Absolutely, I would have kept the money up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt. Thank you for the call, sir. 1-800-520-1067. You were honest, and it cost you. Are we just trying to talk people out of being honest? I mean, What's it feels that way, but no. I don't think that's our goal. Mm-mm. We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K Rock. Let's take one phone call. Let's make it Jimmy in Eastvale. Hi there, Jimmy. Hi, how you doing today? Good, thank you. Jimmy, where the hell is Eastvale? Eastvale is uh, near Norco, California, near um, south of Ontario, right near the. Hmm. Is it Norco, but they just don't want to go by Norco? Okay, how dare you? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're talking about you were so honest it hurt. What'd you do? Um, my wife and I. Uh, got our wedding rings and went in to pay pay for them or actually went up to pick them up and they never charged us. I was on that credit plan. Six months went by and never received a bill. Wow. I felt bad. I didn't want my credit to be ruined and I thought, oh, something's going to go wrong. Went back in there thinking, doing the right thing. They said, yeah, you're right. We never charged you for your wedding rings, but uh, now we will. So, so that I ended up... Uh, you did the right thing and you probably felt better in the long run. I did, and it certainly paid off. But uh, you know, I, I I thought, oh, maybe a discount or something. Nope. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great day. <laughs> Plus interest, by the way. I just I can imagine though. You know, the bill doesn't show up for the first month. You think, okay, maybe it's just slow paperwork, and then it's like two months, and then it's like three months, and you realize, hey, maybe we got away with this. But then you just couldn't live with yourself, I guess. You don't want to start off your marriage on a lie like that, I guess, right? Exactly. Twenty years strong, sir. Oh, oh, look at you. Well, Congrats, Jimmy. Jimmy. Now, if you could only move her out of Eastvale, this would have a happy ending. You Thank leave you for the call. Alone. Before we go back to these calls, Kevin, you had this happen to you. Yeah, I was Somebody on the receiving was su- end. Super honest, right? Yes, I left my wallet at a McDonald's and went home. Mm-hmm. Some somewhere in there, it had my phone number on it, mm-hmm. and somebody that was just a customer called and said, "Hey, we have your wallet. If you left it there," and I was like, "Wow." That's amazing. Like, I didn't even know where it was, of course, because I'm me. Right. And um, and they said, yeah, we'll just we'll meet you here and we'll give it to you. And I was like, okay, great. So we set up a time. I went to the McDonald's mm-hmm. and I figured, I don't know, there's 20 or 30 bucks in it. Mm-hmm. I figured they'd take the cash, but I got my credit cards back and my license. And so that would totally be worth it. They gave it to me with all the cash in it. Did you give them all something? No, I needed that 30 bucks. I don't make <laughs> Ruben <Kevin>. money. <laughs> no, of course I did. But it was that's a very cool thing for somebody to do. Yeah. Speaking of returning money, let's go to line seven. We'll get through as many of these as we can. This is going to be our friend Ray. He's in Chatsworth listening to the Kevin Bean Show. Ray, so honest it hurts. What happened? <laughs> How's it going, guys? How good, doing? good. Thank you. Good, good. So uh, so when I was 18 years old, I uh, during holiday season, my friends and I were walking around the mall 
and um, I came across this little pouch, and inside of it was five thousand dollars. Wow! Oh. Yeah. Uh, to my surprise, you know, I was I was super stoked at eighteen. I was really excited. I didn't know what to do with it, so I took it home for two days. Um, and uh, two days had gone by, and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with it. I didn't tell my parents, didn't tell anyone else. And um, so I ended up going back to the same shopping center where there happened to be a little coffee shop. Um, and it turns out that an older gentleman, probably in his 70s, had come back the last two days looking for the money. Um, and so, uh, so I came back, and the, uh, the clerk told me that that was, happening, that was happening. So I waited, and sure enough, he showed up, and I gave him back the money. Um, I felt pretty good about it, but uh, I will say that it, you know, I was hoping that uh, at 18 he would pull out a little hundo and give me something, but you know, I left empty-handed. Out of five grand, he's like, thank you, and just left. Nothing, oh. nothing for the kid. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, that's, you, that, that's what happened. You did the like, right thing anyway, Ray. Yeah, yeah. yeah but if he'd have known in advance, he would have of peeled course. off a hundo before he returned <laughs> right. it, right? Hey, mm. congratulations. Here's your $4,900. Mm. That is a, uh, I know I'm Mr. Bad Example, but that's Uncle Billy and It's a Wonderful Life. That's what the, the entire situation he just described right there. Okay. Very timely 1946 timely? movie reference. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try the light six. I really brought it home. Greg on from uh, Long Beach. <laughs> Hi, Greg. What's going on? Happy Friday. Hey, how are you guys? We are Long good. listener. Thank you, man. Hey, uh, I live out in Arizona. I was getting ready to go on a trip. It was 125 out there. It was supposed to be 130 the next day. Hottest day ever last year. My AC goes out. I call the AC guy. He tells me, all right, it's going to be 7100 bucks." I said, just do it. My wife and I are going on our month-long motorhome trip. We're going along. We're going along. No bill. You know, he's not taking the money out of our account. Wow. So finally, I called him about the, at the end of the month, and I go, hey, why haven't you taken the money? And he's all, you know what? I would have never known if you didn't call me. Wow. $7,000, wow. dude. $7,100. bucks. The guy's the coolest guy. I mean, he came over right that morning, but he's like, you know, if you would have, he, he's all, I'll buy you a beer. I don't care. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That's good. It was well, that's cool. A, he's every, a good guy, and he's like, no, you know what? Most people wouldn't even have called me, and I don't even know if I would have ever noticed it. Yeah. Well, you did the right thing. I'm happy to hear your story, Greg. Thanks very much. By the way, 125 degrees, Kevin? Yeah. Happens. Crazy. Happens wow. does. Let's, uh, let's go to Wisconsin, line one. This is going to be our friend Robert checking in on the Kevin and Bean Show. Robert, thank you for streaming yeah. the show. How are you today? Good. How about yourselves? We are good. Thank you. Good. This, is a, this is a crazy topic, man. We got a lot of listeners who actually... Are pretty good people. Yeah. 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 Well, I was at a Chase Bank in um, Hawaiian Gardens, and uh, I was walked in, and next to where you pay, uh, put your uh, withdrawal slips and things like that, I uh, start filling one out. I thought it was my wallet, and so I picked it up, put it in my pocket. When I did, I realized how fat it was. It wasn't my wallet, not with that much cash in it. <laughs> I pull it out. <laughs> I pull it out. And there's probably close. I mean, I didn't count it, but it was probably close to two thousand dollars in hundred dollar bills. Ooh. And uh, so I start looking around, seeing if anybody's missing a wallet because I don't want to just hand it to anybody. And didn't want to look through it because it looks, you know, you got cameras and everything like that. So right. I start, I start asking, you know, hey, is there anybody that's missing anything? The guy starts, you know, this Asian guy starts tapping his wallet, kind of looking for his wallet, and goes, "Oh, it's mine." And I go, "Well, what color is it?" You know, he explains it. It's his. And I hand it back to him. And him and his buddy start counting the cash three different times. Start looking through the wallet, to, everything wait, like that. Sort of accusing you of stealing it? <laughs> Basically, they were looking at it. They, they looked for their cards. 
they looked for everything in it. And then they started looking me up and down like, I wonder if this guy stole anything. And then they start talking to each other, and I didn't understand it. But they, lo- they looked at me through the whole entire line, kept looking backwards at me, checking and checking me out. Robert's just uh, very suspicious looking, you guys. Right? <laughs> I, I guess so. But, uh, yeah, I gave him his cash back, and he, he ended up uh, looking like I was uh, stealing from him. Hmm. And, and he, any reward for you? No, no. He, uh, he, didn't, he didn't even say thank you. To wow. be honest, he never even said thank or you. Maybe he didn't. You didn't understand it. Right, exactly. All right. <laughs> thank you for the call. Let's do one more real fast because, uh, and this is the one I actually meant to go to. Adelina, line two. She's in Anaheim. This one involves, this was the non-involved cash. All right, Adelina, hi. Hi. Thank so, you for listening and holding on. Yes. So last year, I won the Kings of Leon. Um, I'm sorry, we're not going to be able to talk to you because of your phone. Oh. Mm. It just, yeah. wait, sounds, talk, talk a little bit softer. Hello? Talk a little. Hello? Okay. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. I mean. Okay. Mm. Okay. I, I don't feel like. Okay. All right. Try. Try to tell us. Okay. So I went. I won the Kings of Leon uh, nope. London trip. Last okay. Week. Oh no. Thank you though for calling. We appreciate. It. Just your phone is real bad. It's just painful for people to listen to. It's a good All way right. to go out on though. I, I think so. We like to start. We like to end strong. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, Allie, what's happening on this Friday morning? Well, what's happening is it's 7.54, and around this time every Friday, we bring you a little feature called That's My Jam. It's a playlist that everybody here on the Kevin and Bean Show adds to every single week. It's music that we love, maybe a new song that we're just really enjoying at the moment. Maybe it's a treasure that you forgot about, and you're like, oh, man, remember this song? So good, because we all have very varied musical taste so we thought what a fun thing to put this playlist together and then every week we'll update it with songs that we love uh you can follow along that playlist uh we've linked it to all of our kevin and bean social medias at kevin and bean on twitter and facebook so if you click on that follow it you're gonna have new music delivered to you every single week it is that's my jam let's start it off with uh kevin's choice do you guys ever discover music from tv shows Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Because mine came from SEAL Team, which I love with David Boreanaz on CBS. Uh-huh. That's a great show. Okay. And the last episode that I watched, I'm maybe one behind, so I'm not sure it was exactly the last episode, but mm-hmm. there was a song at the end of it that I really was drawn to, so I shazammed it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I discovered I didn't know about Two Feet. You guys know about Two Feet? It's no. A, it's a guy that is out of Harlem, and he's a multi-instrumental player. He works in electronic music along with, like, some jazz and some blues. And this song is the song that I discovered from the TV show SEAL Team. It's called I Feel Like I'm Drowning. I feel like I'm choice. Nice. You actually do find a lot of good music on TV because uh, the more unknown it is, the cheaper it is to license. Right. So those music supervisors are all the time just looking for unknown artists that they can use their music for that works. And uh, yeah, that sounds real good. Uh, Who's next, Allie? Uh, You're next, Bean. Well, uh, it's no surprise that the band, the 1975, is talented. We play them a bunch here on K-Rock. I have loved this band since their first record, and they have released their first new song in a couple of years. they got two albums coming out. They're releasing one new album in October, and they already have another one recorded to release next May. So I'm very excited. The 1975 is back. Here's a little taste of their new song called Give Yourself a Try. And I was trying to fight, and afraid to go outside. I'm a lady. 
I can't help but think it's got a little Owl City in it, by the way. Um, <laughs> you I, and Owl City. I don't know that I would point that out if I were you. <laughs> You're probably trying to get right. people interested in following the playlist. <laughs> I think you guys will like the whole song, though, if you want to check it out on the That's My Jam playlist. Oh, man. All right. I'm up next. This is a band that I have been talking about for a while. I absolutely love them. Their name is Public Access TV. They've opened for The Killers. Obviously, that's how I found them. But Weezer, Green Day, The Pixies. Um, a lot of huge K-Rock bands. And this is a band that has opened up for them. Their first album, Never Enough, loved it. Street Safari came out and I was like, what's happening, young men? This is a song called Metro Tech. When you're staying for the lockdown, sign me up. You're so emotional, don't try to hide it. So through a night walk, all around the clock. It's only rational, don't try to it. Here's the thing. It's got a lot of that 80s Depeche yeah, Mode feel. It's got, that's what Allie loves. like bad audio dynamite <laughs> with the clash. And then there's a song on it. I'm like, are you all the kids of the Ramones? Like every <laughs> single song on this album is freaking amazing. I love it. So if you want to follow along, it's the That's My Jam playlist. Just go to any Kevin and Bean social media, Twitter, Facebook, at Kevin and Bean. Click on it. Follow it. You're going to have new music every single week from us here on the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Some uh, birthdays for you. Kanye West, Maria Menounos, and Juliana Margulies. And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock KROQ. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You have food in your mouth. I did. I was trying desperately to finish it. <laughs> who brought in the food today? Wahoo's. Wahoo's, Wahoo's fish tacos. Yeah. Looks pretty good, you guys. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Looks bird. pretty good. I have a chicken taco in my mouth. Hey, it's a Friday morning here on the Kevin Bean Show. That means one hour from right now, we'll be giving you the opportunity to pick any song you want us to play. Our tradition here on Fridays is keep it 100. Also, pound for pound, one of the greatest fighters in the history of the world. Nope. Roy Wood Jr. is going to be joining us in studio coming up in about 10 minutes. No, it's so dumb. So dumb. (laughs) You're so dumb. First, though, Kevin, let's talk about our scientific survey. You uh, asked for folks to call. We have five callers on hold who do not know when they picked up the phone to dial us. They had no idea what they were going to be asked to vote on because we want everybody to get the information at the same time. We didn't want any pre-bias as they were dialing. What's the story on the table today? It's time for Kevin and Bean's scientific survey. Uh, Here's the topic. There are some parents in England who fly first class... And they did an interview where they talk about putting their kids in coach because mm-hmm. it's too expensive to fly your kids first class mm-hmm. and they wouldn't appreciate it anyway and they are fine with it. The kids are 10 and 12. Okay. So they're not like four and five. Right. right. So they put their kids in coach and then uh-huh. they fly in first class. So this is a uh, television personality in the UK named Kirsty Alsup. She did an interview with the Sun newspaper, and she said some have suggested that she should look after her children and sit with them. She says that's utter rubbish. Her <laughs> sons 
in premium seats seems like an absurd waste of money and very spoiling. She also pointed out the money saved from not buying two more expensive seats allows her family to take more holidays. Club, Listen to this. Club class should be a huge treat that you've worked for. If kids get used to club class... What do they have to work towards, right? So it's not just about saving money. It's about teaching your kids that they don't deserve first class. (laughs) Uh, Others have questioned the impact on other people on the flight. One former crew member said it was unfair on the staff and other passengers end up as babysitters. See, that's my question. Mm -hmm. I totally understand from a financial standpoint. Mm -hmm. If you want to fly first class, it's crazy expensive. Put your kids in coach. Totally see that. Mm -hmm. But out of all the children... In the United States, let's say, or Britain, right. where this happened, um, what percentage of them would you say are super well-behaved? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, mean, I will say this. At 10, I would have been harassing the hell out of my 12-year-old brother. For sure. Right. My parents there, weren't around? Are you kidding parents me? Parents weren't around, exactly, yeah. yeah. So then who has to take care of the kids? Who has to say something to them? Right. Who has to correct them? Who has to... I don't know. So I see it from a financial standpoint. I I am kind of of two minds on this because I think there are a lot of 10 and 12-year-olds who would be mature enough to be okay on a flight. Agreed. Right. But I also think there are a lot that wouldn't. And a lot, as Allie pointed out, that not under the watchful eye of a parent would look at that as an opportunity to get into some trouble. Mm -hmm. Now, Mrs. Alsup... The, the the television personality in the interview, she said she always introduces herself to the cabin crew and says to them, please alert me if there are any problems. Congratulations, so, you're mm-hmm. going to be taking care of my children. <laughs> <laughs> so she's, you know, she says, you know, if they if they are causing a problem, if they're kicking a seat or a passenger complains or they're unruly or whatever or loud or whatever, let me know and I'll handle it. Now, that's but two it, steps later, though, is my It is. Thing. It's two steps later. If you're yeah. there, and, you know. And it also involves somebody in coach to come up to first class and take time away from whatever he or she is doing back there for work and and visit first class and drag that person. I mean, I, I do think it adds another step. So. Right. Ma'am, if you could put your champagne down. Uh, your children <laughs> are being real a-holes in coach. Um, she is getting some support, too. One said uh, online, it is not bad parenting. It's about choice. Teaching kids a degree of controlled independence is important. Mm-hmm. I think it's about good parenting if you're a good parent. Yeah. And then your kids mm-hmm. will be fine right. in coach, and I have no problem with it. However, how many parents think they're a good parent mm. and have no idea that their kids are dicks? It is true that every parent <laughs> thinks other kids are dicks and their kids are angels. That is true. By the way, this is not the first time this has happened. Gordon Ramsay, in an interview last year, revealed the same, that he and his wife fly first class and he puts his kids in economy. So, how do you feel about that? Is she uh, she abdicating her parental responsibility by sitting 80 rows away from her kids? (laughs) Or is the fact that they're 10 and 12 old enough that she can reasonably assume they're not going to cause problems for other passengers? I can kind of see both ways, but this is why we do a scientific survey, because that settles it once and for all. We don't have to guess anymore. We know what the right answer is. And then our answer is binding, right? We let all the airlines know. Yeah, we let them know that this is the way Eric, for instance, in Oak Park has voted. Eric, thank you for calling. Thank you for listening to the evidence. What say you on this? As a dad, I could say that other people's kids are dicks. Right. So. <laughs> Do you think this I, is a good practice? No. I think that they should move up to first class with them or, you know, if they're paying that much money in the first place, they got the money. Okay. All right. So, in other words, you just don't trust a 10 and a 12-year-old to be away from their parents for the duration of a flight. I wouldn't. No. If, right. I, if I was 10 or 12, no way. Same. Okay. <laughs> 
Same. Right. And I was 10 or 12, and I, I wouldn't, you wouldn't you want to sit next to me. Oh. All right, Eric so we got says, one no. Thank you, Eric. Eric says no. All right. Let's see what Daniel's all about. He's on line two of next on the Kevin Bean Show from L.A. Hey, Daniel. Hey, what's up, guys? Can you see this lady's point that it just costs a lot of money, the kids don't appreciate it, they don't need first class, put them in coach? As soon as you guys started, as soon as I started hearing, I was already shaking my head. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> and what's your reason? Well, I have two kids. You lead by example. You don't just leave them in the back. You have them next to you. Teach them. Yeah, All but right. free-range kids. No, free-range kids. That's what he's voting against, Bean. He's a no. Daniel's saying no. no. So that's two right. no's. So already two. Wow. Um, Imagine the go? weight on Sam's shoulders. Well, I was wondering if we want to go to one of the ladies. Would this be the type of topic that we should uh, sure. have a lady be the third vote, perhaps? Let's be honest. Fine. We need a break from our kids. Who's with me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's try Myra then. Myra's also in L.A. She's on line five. Myra, scientific survey could come down to you if you agree with the previous callers. Um, no, she's not being responsible. What she's doing is she's just taking a break before she has to deal with them on vacation. So putting them back in coach is the wrong thing for her to do. Well, yeah, and imagine, you know, worst comes to worst, the plane goes down. Your kid's so far away. The plane goes down. How do you go right to the plane goes down scenario? This got dark fast. Somebody was thinking about it. No one was thinking about it. Myra. Zero people were thinking about it, Myra. The last thing on your mind when the plane goes down is how far away people are sitting. It's true, though. Come on. A little bit back back in your mind, you were thinking about it. Nope. Not even a little bit. Didn't even occur to me. Nope. But Uh, no takes the day, apparently. You're a no, though, right? Myra is a no. Okay. All right, so Kevin, go ahead and alert the airline. This will. is no longer allowed. This has been a scientific survey. That was Kevin and Bean's scientific survey. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. Kevin, how long has it been since a guest showed up to this program mm-hmm. in, in a suit? In a suit. When was the last time we saw somebody looking as sharp as Roy Wood Jr. looks right now? Uh, you know what? I can tell you. It was, was it? one of the last guys that was on The Daily Show before he went to do his own show. Was it Jordan? Did he wear a yes, suit? Yes, Jordan Klepper. Klepper. Yes. Nice. Have a, you have a dress code at The Daily Show? With really? What's going thin on? Ties. No, just for, <laughs> just for television. But, you know, we have to go and host this Twitter library thing. Right, which is bizarre that I just heard about. It's amazing. It's, cra- it's crazy. So I, I say all that to say I'm dressed up nice because... Pictures will be taken, and my okay. mother will find them. Mm. Fair enough. Well, let's let's talk. Let's get that. Let's get that uh, business taken care of first. Because I read the article in the LA Times a couple of days ago about this. That's opening up. It's at six thirty one North Robertson Boulevard in West Hollywood. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah presents the Donald J. Trump Presidential Twitter Library. You've already seen it in person, Roy? Oh, absolutely. I've seen it two or three times. Uh, we've been traveling this exhibit for probably about, I'd say, about eight or nine months now. Oh, wow! Describe it for us. It's basically a walk through the president's brain. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it. Um, we've basically taken all of the tweets from the commander-in-chief from the first time he tweeted on the Twitter sphere, uh-huh. I'd say back in 2009, and we split these tweets up into the best of the best based on categories. So 
Like his, what are some of the categories? His wars with corporations. There's okay. an entire wall dedicated to some of the best tweets about his wars with corporations. Okay. His best conflicts with celebrities. Deleted tweets, which we treat as a <laughs> memorial. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> They're memorial. gone, but not forgotten. <laughs> uh, tweets on policy. Tweets where he's contradicted himself. Tweets that's on That's my sports. favorite. Trump versus Trump, mm-hmm. that category. <laughs> uh, there's an entire wall dedicated to Obama. President Obama is the single person that President Trump has mentioned in his tweets more than anyone I would have thought Hillary else. by far. Yeah. Nah, he was hating on Obama really? before. Mm. He makes... had eight years to cook Obama. That's yeah. right. That's right. He cooked Obama but for I didn't eight know, years. I, I guess I didn't follow him, but I didn't know he was active on Twitter at all before. Absolutely. He He's a businessman. Trump's not dumb. He knows that he can influence policy here and there with a couple words. He knows what his words can do. So it's, it's, it's a fun exhibit. Whether you're a supporter of the president or not, it's very interesting. It's mm-hmm. an extremely interesting thing to see just how someone's mind works. It's almost like going back and looking through shards of his diary. Yeah. (laughs) It must be weird just to see it in writing. Like, you hear that he says these things, whatever, but then in front of you, you're like, those words are real. When you literally see one tweet where he says one thing, and right there on the next placard is a (laughs) total contradiction Uh to what he said. (laughs) Right. It's very interesting. Not to that. stand up for him, but I assume all of us would be embarrassed if our tweets were put up on a wall. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like contradicting yeah. ourselves. Yeah, you would. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, said that boy, out loud. You probably saw the press conference the other day where he was raving about how, how nice the letter was that Kim Jong-un sent from North Korea. And then five minutes later in the same speech, he was asked another facet of, of the letter. And he said, I haven't opened it yet. Haven't, haven't read it yet. See what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, five minutes later, it's he completely it's contradicted. It's like you have no idea what's going on in that brain of his. He was teasing the the um, the journalists that were there, right? He was like, I should show it to you. Should I show it to you? I should show <laughs> it to you. Oh, I'm not going to. I'm like, what are you doing? Can what's we, happening right now? Can we all agree that Trump and Kim is the new it couple? I'm off of <laughs> Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Trump and Kim, I'm telling you. That's a thing. That's going to be the next. They look darling together. <laughs> they are. Uh, Dennis the, uh... Rotman is the ring bearer. Man. Oh, wow. This is happening, you guys. The uh, Daily Show with Trevor Noah presents the Donald J. Trump Presidential Twitter Library. Again, is at 631 North Robertson Boulevard in West Hollywood. Uh, how, how long is it going to be there? Just uh, this weekend and next, right? Yeah, this weekend and next. Uh, you got like a good, I think it opens at like 10. It goes from mm-hmm. like 10 to 7, 10 to 8, regular okay. LA hours. All right. <laughs> You have time to fight traffic to get there. You don't have to get up early, though. That's good. So, Roy, how have you been since we saw you in uh, New York back in early February? Well, I've been potty training my two-year-old. That's been going interesting. All right. Train wreck. Training uh, or the type of thing your wife handles while you're out on the road. Training no, or train. Well, you know what? We're trying to do all that uh, man bond with man, man son, man dad, dad bond with boy, man teach boy where point urine, <laughs> and it's going terrible because I don't have the nurturing. Like the videos I've watched on YouTube, apparently uh-huh. there's a lot of yay, you almost did it, yay, you poopy in the potty, and. My brain cannot, my brain, the nurture part of my brain is still off. Right. Yeah. And I just go, put it in the bowl, man. What shot you? How do you not know? Does your wife stand by just to take over when you've completely no, failed? No, so 
we let I let her leave the house. You do. She left. They, they say that's the, the, again all these books. It should just be the child and one parent. The other parent should go on a vacation. And she that went on a vacation. That depends a lot on the parent. She went on a vacation. Yeah, I said go away. That way right. we're not confusing. And he's just okay. getting all the info from one person. And right. by day two, I was texting her. You can come home whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> he's back in diapers. <laughs> <laughs> he's back in diapers. We'll try again. I was. <laughs> listen to some audiobook and it said listen to your baby sometimes baby isn't ready for potty baby will let you know well, you know what you like a baby. then i'm gonna wait till baby <laughs> my my son might be 13 and go you know what dad i'm tired of you changing me and i go you know what me too 13 year old child thank you for notifying me just like the book said you would it's, Maybe it's you're terrible. reading too many books. And That's what happens. I'm saying. Too many things on YouTube Honestly, and all that. If you read too oh. many childcare books, you will get conflicting advice on yeah. everything. Oh, I'm sure. Is this your first one? Unreal. Yes, clearly. Mm. I'm experimenting on them. Yeah. All right, take it easy. We didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are just as bad with the like, second one. It's like, if I haven't gotten it right after, <laughs> maybe I should not have any more children. <laughs> yeah, and they, they have this method where you let the kid. Just drop turds with no pants on. <laughs> Have you heard of this one? No. no. It I call awful. it. I call it free range. No. no. That's is that Favorite a thing? Stupid. Yeah, it's it's really a thing. Wait till the people tweet you and tell you because no. I guarantee no, somebody sir. will tweet you and go, "I did it with my child and they oh learned gosh. it in two days." No, no. Yeah, I tried that as well. Oh and, man. And he eats an all like vegetable diet. My, girl pretty much feeds him vegan vegetarian whatever mm-hmm. so when you don't eat meat there's really no strain okay. i don't All think right. we need more no, detail but that's enough no, that. no i think we understand where you're going with yeah that. i know how poop works what i'm saying no what i'm saying is we know what you're saying we know no. what you're saying the, the book said <laughs> right wait for the baby to strain there's no straining <laughs> okay when you All don't right. eat meat i'm gonna say we i'm gonna contradict you and say we know where you're going <laughs> Roy Wood Jr. is here. Um, I'm regretting that. I don't know about you. Um, I went to college. Take a quick break, I guess. And be back with more after this on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. If you ever get the chance, have Roy Wood tell you stories off the air. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> that's, a lot of, that's a lot of fun right there. Roy, I remember when we uh, were lucky enough to have you uh, visit with us in uh, New York a couple of months ago. I was uh, very impressed that you had a long radio career. You were on, yeah, on the radio in Birmingham, man. right? And I didn't know until this story you broke on Twitter last week that prank calls were part of your thing. I didn't know that either. Oh, prank calls were my bread and butter. That's what you lived like, on. That was the prank calls worked for me because I was able to do them on the radio. And then I would package them on CDs and mail them to other radio stations and markets where I wasn't performing. Interesting. So that to get my pranks on for free and just it was just professional courtesy. Hey man, you're a morning show, I'm a morning show. Here's some free stuff to play if you want. No one's ever done that for us. And so <laughs> so then I'd let it sit for three months and then I'd call the comedy club and that market and go, Hey, my prank calls play in your market. You should book me at your comedy club. So the Brilliant. pranks became Smart. the currency. You're a genius. 
at the time it worked. I don't know if you could do it now. Well, you but can't do time, any prank calls anymore, Roy. Yeah, they, all the games clamped down so much on the rules in oh, terms of getting permission to put people on the air and all that. We because we used to do a bunch one of one party you know, state, two party yeah, state. Like exactly. This, yeah, like yeah, Comedy yeah. Central did prank call. They had that prank show, Crank Yankers. They would <laughs> film it in Nevada, yep. so that legally they could do the the pranks yeah. the way they wanted to without being bothered. Right. Uh, yeah, I did a lot of prank calls, and I think only twice. In my history of doing pranks, that I ever legitimately fear for my life? You have to tell us about Jay Prince because <laughs> that's a weird, weird story. So Jay Prince, and the only way I can explain, and this isn't a fair comparison, is because he's more professional and more business oriented. But he was like a down south Suge Knight, right? He before No Limit, before Cash Money, before Death Row, before Bad Boys, it, like. Rap-A-Lot Records in Houston is a hip hop institution, and Jay Prince was the brainchild. Of that, and a lot of what he did rippled out to other re- to other hip hop record labels. He's respected the same as Gotti, the same as Scarface. Wow! Mm-hmm. Like, and re- this is a man you do not mess is with. Is he the one that squ- squashed Drake and Pusha yeah, T? Yeah, he Correct. told that's Drake, right. "Don't do it." And Drake's that's like, why he was right. back in the news, and I think that's what jarred your memory about this, right, right? When gangbangers want to shoot people in Houston, they have to get permission. Wow. From Jay, like if a rapper has beef with somebody, you talk to Jay before you come in my city, start mess because that's bad for business, and wow. everything is about business with this man. So, <laughs> some stupid record label in Houston. Oh, it's their fault. Tells me <laughs> you should prank call Jay Prince. I go, you know what? That's a good idea. I think I will <laughs> prank call Jay. Nobody's ever. T- it's, a, it's a challenge. Had sure, you right? ever met? Hey, you ever met him? Don't know this okay. man all at right. all. All right, big fan of his of his artist. Sure. sure. Mm-hmm. Call Jay Prince. He answers the phone. Hello. And the premise of the prank: I'm a local record store owner. Hey man, your rap label sucks. None of your albums fly off my shelf. I want to be reimbursed for these trash albums that I bought. <laughs> so you make a ridiculous claim and then see if he'll respond. Pay my rent because I'm not making profit. <laughs> and he just, and I yell, I curse. And my, my pranks are just stuff I would never repeat to people now. Right. But at the time, I'm laying into him. And he just said, where you at? I'm sorry? I said, what? Where you at right now? Oh, my butthole puckered. <laughs> you want to you wanna talk money? Let's talk face to face. Just tell me where you at. And I've never had anyone respond to me that calm and calculated and non-responsive. Completely under control. Wow. Wow. The engineer in the room starts shaking. This is a true story. (laughs) The engineer, who knows Jay and one of the guys who go, oh, yeah, it'll be great. He'll think Mm -hmm. it's a laugh. (laughs) He's quiet now, like not wanting to be attached to this situation. My producer jumps on the jumps on the mic. He goes, "Hey Jay, hey Jay, uh, it's us at the record. Like, uh, we we're just we we're just prank calling you, man. That, that's Roy. He's a comedian. Everything's fine. Uh, it was just a prank call." Oh, y'all up there at that studio in Kingwood? Wait a minute. That didn't solve it. Them saying it's a comedian and it's all. I know exactly where y'all at. Oh God. Hey man, turn the car around. Click. Really? Okay. okay. So, I gather my things. I'm gone. I'm not staying. By gone, you mean home? I'm leaving. I left the state. Of, I left the state of Texas. <laughs> you went to the airport. <laughs> That's not even a joke. You I went to the literally airport. went to the airport. I was like, I'm not. 
playing around with this man. And they go, oh, it's cool, it's cool. We'll get him back on the phone. I go, no, this man who I know has a lot of people who, like, knowing what I know now, you can't insult this man that's that revered right? and expect that to go play out in public because that is bad for business. Sure. Because the respect is what he leans on. I'm disrespecting you. It's not funny. Right. It doesn't work for what he does. So he never saw the humor in it. I understand that now. But at the time, it was just, yo, somebody got to come check this comedian because this comedian from out of town yeah. think it's cool to just call my chinchilla coat squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> so I packed my, I gathered my stuff. And I went straight to the airport, and I got a standby ticket to Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama. Oh I didn't go back to Houston for like six years. Like it was <laughs> unbelievable. Now you were Gone. on MTV when? So I tell that story on Twitter on Monday because yeah. of the Pusha T beef, and I go, "Yo, this is a dude to be respected." Sway Calloway, God bless Sway, <laughs> has Jay Prince in studio, and unbeknownst to me, Sway calls me. And gives me the opportunity to apologize to Jay Prince. And Jay Prince remembered the prank. This was 2006. Yeah. Did and you watch the video afterwards of you calling an apology? Yeah, because yeah. I was watch watching his, his body language. He was not. <laughs> yo, He, you could tell. And at the end, Sway asked Jay Prince, he goes, did you really drive over to the studio? To which Jay Prince said, I was just going to go over there and laugh with him. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you like laughing. I just wanted to come over there and laugh. Oh, I'm terrified for you. <laughs> Yo. Oh, but he ended up God. saying, oh, it was fine. It's cool now. Yeah, yeah we're cool, cool now. now. But in 2006, that was a very real oh mistake that I made. And that, like, was, that wow. was prank call one of an album, right? <laughs> Yeah, that was, it was so. Yeah, so it was supposed to be a full. I had a contract. I had a record deal. I had a record deal to do a prank call album where I prank call celebs. Jay Prince was the first artist. Yeah, he was the first person I was supposed to prank. I walked out on the deal. I just said mm -hmm. I'm not doing it. There, did you have to call the record Sue company? And say, You're at the airport. What? No, I told them they were right there in the studio. They go, where are you going? We have other people to prank. I go, no, we are done. <laughs> this dude can't take a joke, and I can't risk any of these other idiots on our hit list. Of people to prank, like we're gonna prank like Bun B, um, Vince Young. You gotta remember, this is 2006. These are sure. 2006 celebrities. Sure. It's like so the Ying Yang twins. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I was like, no, I'm done. And the record deal was consignment, so I was only getting paid on what we sold. So you didn't give me an advance, so you didn't oh, lose okay. any money other than the 22 minutes of studio time we spent shaking in our boots from Jay Prince. <laughs> well, you literally dodged a bullet. Oh, it sounds like Roy. amazing. <laughs> we uh, we're almost out of time, I'm sorry to say. Roy, you're going to be down at the uh, the, the Trump uh, Twitter Library Museum uh, yeah. exhibit today, right? Come on down there. Me and all the other correspondents will be out there throwing high fives, taking pictures, kissing babies, and uh, slapping uh, open some tweets. This weekend and next weekend, 631 North Robertson Boulevard in West Hollywood. Roy Wood Jr. on Twitter. Before you go, 60 seconds with Roy. Kevin is going to throw questions at you. First thing that comes to your mind, please answer Roy and go. When you go to a Starbucks now, what type of reaction do you get? Uh, they like me. I get hugs. <laughs> okay. What were you like in high school? Uh, nerd and quiet, except for baseball. I was very funny because I wrote the bench. <laughs> what is the most embarrassing TV show that you enjoy? Uh, keeping up with the Kardashians. Oh. Dog kisses on the mouth, yes or no? Hell no. 
What's the thing most people would be surprised to find out about you? Uh, that I enjoy classical music and like Boston Pops orchestra. Like I enjoy live orchestra stuff. All right. Uh, when you're not working, what do you enjoy doing the most? Uh, sleep and Nintendo Switch. Video games. Any video game console. Have you ever been in a fight? Two in my life. One loss, one tie. Tie? You walk away from a tie? No, the teacher came and broke it up. Oh, okay. Really. Uh, what's the last thing you Googled? Oh, I don't know. Um, oh. Just let me... Probably uh, porn? It, it, it's it's, it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's possible. Roy, I, we I'm need to see to it again in another three months, my friend. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, guys. Take it in. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right, we're getting ready to go into the uh, Wayback Machine, you guys. It's time for Keep It 100. I got to keep it 100. Keep it 100, baby. Keep it 100. Keep it 100. All right, here you go, guys. Uh, texter number 99 today was Limp Biscuit and Faith. All right. I wouldn't have minded that. I don't hate that. Chip, you would have been so happy to hear some Limp Biscuit on K-Rock again. <laughs> <laughs> and caller one, uh, texter 101, by the way, Jackie was looking for Given to Fly by Pearl Jam. That's one I haven't heard in a long time. Agreed. Great to choices, everybody. Thank you for participating in Keep It 100. Only one person can be number 100, though. And this week, it's James from Westminster who joins us on the phone right now. Hey, James. Good morning. I can't believe it when Dave called me. <laughs> uh, Dave told us that you have, this is not your first time texting for, text, uh, for Keeper 100. I've tried every single week since the get-go. Same song? Are you serious? Almost a year? Always the same yep. song? No, no, no. Usually it's a different song, depending on my mood or whatnot. Gotcha. I, All was, right. one, I was 101 once. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. Well, tell us how you chose your song today and then introduce it for us here on K-Rock. Oh, I'd be glad to. Well, it's just it's an older song. I feel it's kind of a, a lost song, forgotten song. I think it deserves some airplay. It reminds me of uh, my Disneyland days when I worked at Disney back in the day. So I would love to start this song out for the weekend. It is the movie Nowhere Girl. Nice. Nicely done. Keep it 100. tell you something funny about this song sure there's two versions of it uh-huh uh, one version has a 12 second introduction before they start singing like a mm -hmm. radio edit almost. yes mm -hmm. right this one had a three minute <laughs> introduction and we were starting to think that there was no vocal we were like are we just playing an instrumental in i this thought song? it was like a karaoke track yeah because it's <laughs> it's in our system but we haven't played it in a long time so we have no idea which version this is Amazing. yeah it took a while to get going <laughs> i didn't uh hate it. I think I James like got his money's worth from his text today. Oh, I'll sure, tell you sure. that. Too much. That was, that was the uh, Keep It 100 request from uh, James in Westminster. Keep All right, Allie, do what you do. What mm. year was Nowhere Girl by B-Movie? Well, it's when James worked at Disneyland, and I know uh, that was uh, that in back, <laughs> back in the mid-80s is when uh -huh. he worked there. Uh, you're saying 82, Kevin? <laughs> Oh. Kevin just posted the video, so he knew. Yes, it is 1982. Oh. What's, what about cheating? I thought that was...
is your what guess is it about like you cheating? wanted to guess? No, I was trying to let, help you get the right answer. Well, you know what? I want to be truthful, <laughs> and I was going to say 1985. Okay. It was originally oh. released in 1980 in England, released here in America in 1982. And by the way, that song was so huge for so much of the 80s. When Kevin and I were hired here in 1989, it was still a big song on yep. K-Rock. We used to play it all the time on the morning show back in the day. I not that it. version, though. No, probably not that version. But I, I enjoyed very much uh, that selection from James in Westminster. We'll do it again next Friday for Keep It 100. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. What's your take on when Beer Mug walks into the studio and just sits down in front of a microphone? What's your take on that? Look, I just set everybody straight. What's we your got- take on that, Bean? My take is we need locks. How dare you? Oh, no. We have too loose a policy, man. I we need everybody. ice here to arrest him at the border or something. <laughs> Why are you guys so mean to me? All right, before we get out of here, one last look at what's happening. Apparently, Kat's here, Muggs yeah. is here, Allie is here. We're having a party. Uh, we are having a party. And quite frankly, I have done four hours of what's happening. Mm-hmm. So go back and listen to those. You tired of it? <laughs> yeah, I'm over it. And I would like to hear from Kat about what is going on this weekend here in Los well, Angeles. Well, Pride is going on this weekend, mm-hmm. and we host. So uh, there's a great lineup. Kalani, Tovlo, Iconopop, Eve performing these two-day events. Wow. Uh, there will be road closure, so you know, know about that. It's about 30 bucks a day for a ticket, which is pretty good for uh, the festival that they put on. I just like the drink specials. It's like oh. five for one. Everywhere. You know yeah. what I mean? It's phenomenal. Sure. That's like... It's not just a tiny drink special for Kat. She needs the whole thing. And I'm I just, just like... I just like having one day a year where I'm not the only guy wearing the assless chaps. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Greece. Greece is the word, people. It's the 40th anniversary of the movie Greece. Livy Newton John, John Travolta, Hollywood Bowl is doing a big live screening uh, of the film on June 30th. These, I don't know if you've ever been to the sing alongs. So fun. I did the sound of music once. I did too. The best. And people would think, oh, that's pathetic. What is wrong with you? You're hammered singing the sound of music and everyone's having a great time. Everybody's dressed up. There were like so dudes fun. in Lederhosen mm-hmm. and nun outfits, like the habits and stuff. Right. And, so, uh, Greece, the tickets are on sale, I believe, now for the 30th for this Greece sing-along. Sha-na-na, the remaining members will be Stop opening it. up. Opening up. Even Bowser? Apparently, he <gasps> lives out here, you know that? I once said to Jeff Goldblum... What's happening? I said to Jeff Goldblum when I was a 14-year-old, is it weird, like, when you do that thing at the end of the show where you put up your muscle and you say, and he goes, who do you think I am? And I said, Bowser from Sha-na-na. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. thrilled. Please. Wasn't pleased. Look, if you're into the Pitch Perfect movies, mm-hmm. all that stuff, Sean and us started out as an acapella group oh, at, yeah. at Columbia. I mean, that's how they started. So, oh yeah, a, Dirty Dan. Yeah, I remember all those guys. Excellent voices. So yeah, Grease sing along at the Bowl on June 30th. And then Mugs, you have something too. Really, really sweet event that uh, the people over at Santa Anita want me to host. I mean. Well, they're questionable. questionable. Kevin's not allowed there. Questionable so. judgment. Yeah, Kevin's not allowed there. So they want me to come in. Really cool event called 90s by Nature at mm-hmm. Santa Anita Park. Oh, I get it. See? It's like naughty. Yeah. Down okay. with OPP? Yeah, you know me. So I will be there. It starts at noon. Um, some great, great 90s cover bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, some by the names of Red Knot Chili Peppers. Oh. Mm-hmm. New Doubt. And Burritos, which is a sublime cover band. Uh-huh. Uh, craft Fantastic. beer, food trucks. Uh, I'm going to have a ton is of tickets. Is it tic- burritos with Rome, though? No. <laughs> okay. 
See Burrito. what you did? I see what I did. Burritos <laughs> hold the room. So what right. I did? I mean. Can we stop? <laughs> I'm going to turn this car around. Is that an option? Is it Friday? I'm pretty, hey, oh, I'm pretty sure Bean left two minutes ago. <laughs> what uh, there what is. day? Let's mention that, Muggs. What day are you going to be there? I'm glad you asked me. It's tomorrow, you guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you don't have any Saturday plans, I'm going to have a ton of tickets that I'm giving away. Uh, Coheed and Cambria, the Mighty Mighty Boston's. We have Kevin Hart comedy tickets for the Hollywood wow. Bowl. I think like in like close to the front row, too. Wow. Uh, slightly Stupid and Revolution. And you guys, big historic horse racing event going on tomorrow. Justify will be going for the Triple Crown at the Belmont Stakes. Kevin, there's only 12 horses in history that have ever completed the Triple Crown. If you watch hockey on NSNBC, Mm -hmm. what is it? NBCSN. Mm -hmm. They advertise this every 30 seconds. I'm so over the goddamn (laughs) horse race. I don't care. Kevin. I don't care. Only 12 horses in history. It's an amazing feat. If this was the first one, I wouldn't care. But since, like... I'm so tired of it. If it were a pony, I'd be in. Because then it would be, like, the first pony. Right? Right. It would be a long race, though. Yeah. Like, the little legs. Seriously. Aww. Wait. Hold Before so you go, cute. Kevin. The before, so hold on. Before you go. So that's tomorrow, <laughs> noon to 6, and free parking at gate 6. So Excellent. I'll be down there. So come on right. down and say hi. And that's what's happening. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with Stryker. Uh, by the way, broadcasting live from Las Vegas today from 4 to 7 p.m. He's going to broadcast wow. from the Palms Casino and Resort in Las Vegas, and he's going to be joined by some special guests. That's just trouble. So check that out. That is trouble. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday morning. You guys thought I was being mean when I suggested maybe a lock on the studio door. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. I'm Kat Corbett, and I'd like to turn you on. (laughs) Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Tiny little package. (laughs) Oh. I'm sorry, the question again, Dave? This one seems to be about quit. Big, thick, And I need another hit. Well, let me tell you that you're right about, if you say good, you're right. Because this is the world of inflatables. Give yourselves a nice round of applause, everybody. Rest in peace. <laughs> All right, guys, let's, let's end strong. What do you say? Let's power on out of here. God, they're so evil. Just please, God, free us from them. They're drunk on our children's blood, for God's sake. Okay, I'm going to stop right now. That was humor, Mother. I know, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love laughing and laughter. Oh, yes, we all do, but enough chit-chat. USA! 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 Dilly-dilly! Dilly-dilly! It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.